0: Today, I want to talk simply about lifting up holy hands. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 to verse 8 in the New King James Version, it reads as follows. Therefore, I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. For kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time for which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I just love that priority he gives, that order. I'm speaking the truth in Christ and not lying. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. Then our main text. I desire therefore, for that reason. What reason, Paul? For the reason that I said, first of all, prayers, intercessions should be made for all men. For the reasons I've explained, if we pray prayers for all men, we will live quiet and peaceable lives in all godliness and honesty. So he says, For that reason that I told you to pray, and I'm exhorting you to pray. Prayers, intercessions, giving thanks. For that reason, verse eight, I desire therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without breath and doubting. Bible scholars tell us that the word for men there is masculine. It's in the masculine gender. Of course, you do understand that some of these writings were written within the cultural practices of the day. Probably you might be aware that in Bible days, there was still that separation and isolation of women, that even when people went to the temple... It's the men who went, particularly in the Greek culture, and the women were not allowed in church or they would sit in the balconies. This is where you'll understand when Paul writes to the church in Corinth, he says, let the women keep silence in the church. He's not saying women mustn't speak, but we are told through Christian tradition that because the women those days, unfortunately, as has happened through history, were really not regarded well, They would have been taken to school. They were not educated. They couldn't understand what said. So as they sat out in the balconies by themselves, away from their husbands, as the preaching was going on, they wouldn't understand certain things, and so they would ask, (laughs) And so tradition says Then Paul, in that context, said women must keep silence in church. He wasn't saying women mustn't speak. But thank God we've come a long way as the church. Oh, come on, let's give the Lord a hand. We've come a long way. We know that women and men alike can preach in church like it happens in our church. We know that in Christ there's neither male nor female in a sense that we are equally gifted and anointed by God. And so this verse, even if it was written in the context of I would that all men lift up holy hands, even if it meant there mean was only it's exclusively masculine, it was written within the culture of the day. So that verse cannot, in this instance, in our time, only refer to men masculine, but men as human beings. So I desire, therefore, that all men, all human beings pray everywhere. Paul says, this is my wish. This is what must happen. If you want peace, if you want things to go well, you've got to pray everywhere. You've got to immerse your church, your home, your community, your country, in a spirit of prayer. Pray everywhere, and in your prayer, you've got to lift up holy hands without wrath and doubting. In the New Living Translation, it says, it reads, in every place of worship, I want men to pray with holy hands lifted up to God, free from anger and controversy. So Paul is expressing this desire that people must lift up these holy hands without Wrath undoubting. He seems to be continuing on this trail of thought, as I said, where he was exhorting the believers to be prayerful believers. He wants them to pray for everybody, starting with the king and everybody. And he says, If you do that, you will live lives of godliness and honesty, and things will go well in the nation. He says, but when you pray, you must lift up holy hands without wrath. What does he mean? What does he mean without wrath? He says, don't, don't, don't walk in strife and division and be an argumentative person and think God's going to hear your prayers. You've got to lift up your hands without wrath. And then doubting. He says, don't doubt God's word. When you pray, pray in faith. And don't question what God commands you. Obey what God says. But nevertheless, your posture The posture you must assume is to lift up holy hands. You're going to raise those hands and assume an expression of raised hands. This physical posture, I want to assume, is an expression of your heart and your attitude to God when you raise your hands. I want to show you something that many people don't talk about and they don't think about. That in our worship of God, it's not just we worship God from our hearts. And I know some of you will be quick to quote what Jesus said in John chapter 4, that the time is come and now is when true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeks such. And people say, Amen. And what they mean by that is that even if they're worshipping God and praying to God, they don't involve their physical being in the process. But Paul here is saying, even when you're praying, you've got to lift up holy hands. Paul is saying, part and parcel of the praying, part and parcel of doing what you're doing is to the lifting up of holy heads. I want to show you today how it's important for us and our bodies to be involved as an extension of the expression of our hearts. You can't just say, yet your physical posture doesn't demonstrate that. In Exodus 17, we find a very interesting story. Israel is fighting with the Amalekites. Moses at this time is the leader of Israel, and there's a war that goes on between the Amalekites and Israel in a place called Rephidim. Moses then goes to Joshua, tells him to choose men who will go out and fight, and then he says in verse 9, tomorrow... I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. As they go to war, I will go on the hill and that's what leaders do. Leaders go on the hill and leaders understand that part and parcel of their number one responsibility is to go up to the mountain. And leaders who don't understand the priority of that will always fail in warfare. That as much as all other things are important, starting with God and obeying what God is telling you is much more worth in any time of war. Verse 10, it says, So Joshua for the Amalekites, as Moses had ordered, and Moses and Aaron and Aaron went on the top of the hill. Watch verse 11. As long as Moses held up his hands, As long as he held up his hands. Remember, if you go back, you'll find God had given him this command. As long as he held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. What does the raising of physical hands have to do with anything? Because I want to show you that there is a lot of importance and a lot of significance. In our raising of hands, our lifting up of hands. And I know when I say this, people often say, No, I'm an. Look at your neighbor and say, Dwada. Yeah. Try that. When Moses had his hands lifted, God sent his angels to defeat the Amalekites. When he put his hands down, The Amalekites won. So there is a connection somehow between his physical posture and heaven's response. Verse 12, when Moses' hands grew tired, Aaron and Eh took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it. And Aaron and Eh held up his hands. This is what a leader does. In times of crisis, you lift up your hands. By the grace of God, that's what we have done for more than 18 months now. The lifting up of hands. Because we understand, Basalana, it's not just about the things we do with our minds. It's about the intervention of God. And it's about the lifting of hands and coming to God. And it says they sat there, one on the side, one on the other side, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekites with the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write this on a scroll as something to be remembered. And make sure that Joshua hears it, because I will completely blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. And then look what Moses does. even goes further. He built an altar. And he called it, the Lord is my banner. Verse 16, he said, For hands were lifted up to the throne of the Lord. The Lord will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. And so Paul connects to that. Paul says, there's a pattern that's there already. When we go back, we can see what the lifting of hands does. I would everywhere, that men pray everywhere. I want them to lift up their holy hands. They've got to lift up holy hands without anger, without doubting. They've got to lift up holy hands. But it says it must be holy hands. Hands that come from a body that is Holy. God wants the hands that are part of my body to be lifted up. The raised hands of Moses brought victory in the same way our raised hands in prayer convey our heart's attitude. You see, Basilana, physical expressions can convey our attitude towards God. We can bow down to God. We can kneel to pray in worship. We can clap our hands during praise. We can raise our hands in worship. We can lie prostrate on the ground in prayer. All these physical expressions in the Bible, you read about them again and again where people expressed themselves. Sometimes it was out of spontaneity. When they saw God move so strong, they were so blown away that they just fell to the ground. But all these expressions are simply an outward show of where our hearts is. And so I really have a problem with Christians who say, I'm just worshiping God in my heart, but there's nothing physical they're doing. They won't clap hands, they won't stand, they won't dance, they won't raise hands, they won't kneel down, they won't bow down. Unfortunately, we are living in this time in an age where our modern day church wants a lifestyle that is confined to a private one. They want a lifestyle that has to do with internal stuff. And their life has no outward expression and is disjointed from any physical expression or demonstration of our love, passion and obedience to God. Here's the oxymoron. The oxymoron is that in everyday life people give physical expression that reveal their inward passion. Imagine telling your wife, "I love you in my heart, Masadiwak." But I'm not going to kiss you. I'm not going to hold you. I'm not going to spot you. You know what spotting means, right? I love you in my heart. Imagine going to a soccer match as a supporter of your club, telling your club, I'm a supporter. Mara, when you're sitting there in the grandstands, you don't sing, don't you relate? When they score a goal, you just sit there and say, Mara, le mo it's funny how we laugh about that because it doesn't make sense, but we've accepted it when it comes to church. accepted it when it comes to church. Paul says in our text, it's required of us in our worship to God to have a physical expression of our obedience to God because there's a connection between a physical act to spiritual release. When Joshua led the people, God told him, Walk around the walls of Jericho. I mean, what does walking around the walls of Jericho have to do with anything? (laughs) God tells him, says, Look, if you're going to destroy the city, walk around the city. Do it for seven days, and on the seventh day, you walk around seven times, and only then shout. Why must I walk? Can't I just sit? Why must I lift up holy hands, God, in church? After all, <laughs> it's important, therefore, for us to learn. But let me qualify, Basala It's not just the expression of physical acts that we just come up with. In most instances, these physical acts were commanded by God. Yeah. So, I don't know that we are expression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of these things were things that God instructed, they were not conjured by people, except in instances where the physical expression of people was a spontaneous response to the work of God. Like an angel appeared, they fell down. God healed somebody, they ululated. That's very spontaneous. But in most instances when it comes to worship, God did command, even when they want to walk. Let me give you a picture and the lesson of hands we read in the Bible. In scripture, there's 1,433 references in the Bible to the words hands. 1,433 times. 1,433 times. When you think about our hands, it gives us an idea. Because the Bible talks about the hand of God, it kind of gives you the idea of how far-reaching the hand of God is. Because... Of all parts of our body as human beings, the hand is the most versatile part of the body. Of all the parts in your body, the hand, most versatile. We push with our hands, we pull with our hands, we throw with our hands, we catch with our hands, we wash with our hands, we tear with our hands, we thread a needle with our hands, we, these days we text with our hands. We saw with our hands. We chisel with our hands. We drive a nail into the wall with our hands. We draw a picture on a canvas. We drive with our hands. We play instruments with our hands. We gesture with our hands. Some people even walk on their hands. (laughs) How about that style? In fact, you'll find when you study nature that most animals beat us when it comes to their senses. For instance, the eagle can see better than us, the dog can smell better than us, the horse can sense better than us. However, no animal has the capability of the diversity of the human hands, including the monkey and the baboon. And it is these hands that God says, live them up. conversation when we talk about hands we use them figuratively in our daily expressions we say to somebody lend me a hand because we want assistance we say i'm an old hand because i'm telling people that i'm experienced in that we say he's an empty hand when we talk about somebody who's a, lived a wasted life when they ask you can you help us says no my hands are full you're seeing you're busy Interesting, in church, we use hands when we officiate at a wedding ceremony. We get a couple to join their right hands. When we consecrate people, to ordain them for ministry, we lay our hands. When we pray for the sick, except for now, COVID, but we do lay hands on the sick. And Hebrews chapter 6 actually talks about the doctrine of the laying on of hands. So I want to show you 10 things about the lifting of our hands. That's very important for us to learn. And I'm going to ask you to take down... Some of them i have got scriptures. Some of them is just points that we learn from the Bible. The lifting up of hands. Ten things that are so important about lifting up our hands in worship. Why must we lift up our hands? Number one, there's a biblical precedent for that. I lift up my hands, I pray, and I praise because the Bible is explicit about us doing so many Bible texts you find so many scriptures Psalm 63 verse 4 says so I will bless you as long as I live in your name I will lift up my hands Psalms 28 verse 1 to you O Lord I call my rock be not deaf to me lest if you be silent to me I become like those who go down to the pit Hear the voice of my pleas for mercy when I cry to you for help, when I lift up my hands towards your most holy sanctuary. Psalms 88, verse 9. Every day I call upon you, O Lord, I spread out my hands to you. Psalms 119, verse 48. I will lift up my hands towards your commandments which I love, I will meditate in your statues. Psalms 134 verse 2, lift up your hands to the holy place and bless the Lord. Psalms 141 verse 1 and two. Oh Lord, I call upon you, hasten to me, give ear to my voice when I call to you. Let my prayer be counted as incense before you and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. David says, you know, I even lift up my hands even in times when I don't feel like it. It becomes like a sacrifice. I still lift up my hands to pray and lift up my hands to worship and lift up my hands even when things are not going well. I do it as a sacrifice. It's like when you are hooting for your team when they are losing. Even when you are praising them, it's a sacrifice because you don't feel like doing it, but you do it because you are committed. Psalms 143, verse 6. I stretch out my hands to you. My soul thirsts for you
1: like a parched
0: land. 2 Chronicles six twelve to 13. Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the assembly of Israel and spread out his hands. Solomon had made a bronze platform, five cubits long, five cubits wide, three cubits high, and I set it in the courts and he stood on it. Then he knelt on his knees in the presence of all the assembly of Israel and spread out his hands towards heaven. My goodness. What an expression. Ezra 9, 5. And at the evening sacrifice, I rose from my fasting with my garment and my cloak torn and I fell upon my knees and spread out my hands to the Lord my God. Amen. Nehemiah 8:6, And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. And all the people answered, Amen. Amen. Lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads. And they worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Lamentations 3, verse 41. Let us lift up our hearts and hands to God in heaven. And then that scripture, 1 Timothy 2, 8. I desire that in every place that men should pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without anger, without quarreling. That's enough scripture to give us a scriptural precedence. There's a precedence in scripture. So I ask that you ensure your hands are not heavy from today. That we should no more appeal to you to raise your hands. I ask you, can it be an extension of how you feel about God? Can it be an expression to God where we understand that that physical posture releases spiritual power in the same way the wall of Jericho came down, in the same way the Amalekites were defeated. When you raise your hands, even in times of trial, God will defeat your Amalekites in the name of Jesus. May it be that particularly those days when you don't feel so hot, and you don't feel so cool, and you don't feel like worshipping God, but you will force these hands to be raised towards God. Because I'm going to raise my hands. I'm going to lift up my holy hands. To you, O God. Without rest, without doubting. Sometimes I watch some of you when we sing in church. I just wonder where your heart is. I just wonder where your heart is. Because we must be madly in love with God. When we are in his presence, we should be so engrossed in him that even the person next to us ceases to exist. Ah. Number two. The second thing about the lifting up of our hands is that we lift up hands for worship and prayer. We've already seen it in Psalm 63, verse 4, and Psalms 134, verse 2. It's not only prayer, but it's prayer and worship. It's almost impossible to worship God without praying. And also, by the way, prayer itself is a form of worship. Number three, we raise our hands because we want to be involved in what we call full-bodied worship. And I'll, and I'll explain something to you. Many of you who are Bible scholars, you will understand what I'm talking about. There's a thing that is called being a Gnostic. Spelled G-N-O-S-T-I-C. Gnostic. And this happened a lot even in ancient times and in Bible days where there were Gnostics. They are folkers when it came to life, was on non-material things. They were very spiritual, and they went into the dimensions of spirituality. And to them, it was almost like they only worship God with their spirit. And whatever they do with their body is not an issue. They said the body must be controlled and suppressed, kept in check, and it cannot be involved. They looked at the body as a temporary prison for the soul that longs to escape into pure spiritual mode, And yet, biblically, God does talk to us about our body. Of course, he says we must bring it under subjection, but at the same time, we've got to lead our body to know how to worship God. In fact, in Romans 12:1, he says that we should present our bodies to God as a living sacrifice. Present your body as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable to God. And one translation says, which is your spiritual worship. What this means is that we must worship God with our mind, with our understanding, with our hearts, but also involve our bodies in doing so. So as we raise our hands, as we kneel down, as we bow our heads, as we clap our hands, as we dance, as we kneel down, we're engaging our body as well, as part and parcel. Of the worship experience. Number four. The fourth reason why it's important for us to understand the lifting of our hands in worship. Fourthly, is that our hands speak very loudly. You know, the human hands are interesting. We use them to give visible expression of so many things about our beliefs, our feelings. Our intentions. When I was in Bible school, one of the things they taught us about the art and science of preaching that they call homiletics is how you learn to use your gestures. And people in the arts industry know that. As a matter of fact, there are certain people who specialize in the art of nonverbal communication. Just by looking at how your posture is and how you behave physically they are able to almost preempt or guess second guess what you are thinking and so our hands speak loudly oi sorry my hands are speaking loudly now they have taken off my notes <laughs> excuse me let me let me find my place then our hands speak loudly let me go to that sorry about that when we are angry we clench our fists Even when we are threatening to harm others. When we are guilty, we hide our hands. When we are uneasy, we sit on them and obscure them from people. When we are worried, we wring our hands. When we are afraid, we use them to cover our face or to hold tightly to someone for protection. When we are desperate or when we are just frustrated, we throw them wildly in the air. Sometimes when we are resigned, we are trying to protest. we fold our hands as a sign of resignation. And psychologists will look at you when they are talking to you and you've had your hands folded. They say, what are you trying to protect? What is it that you don't want me to see? When we are confused, we extend them in bewilderment. And we are asking for direction. And when we are hospitable, we open them up to welcome somebody. So hands are important. Hands say a lot. So when you come to church and you don't even use your hands even to clap for God. <coughs> you don't even raise them. You don't even, not at all. They're just not. And, but you say, no, rapa, look at your neighbor and say, <laughs> tell your other neighbor, <laughs> tell your other neighbor, <laughs> tell your other neighbor, <laughs> Number five, we see in scripture that when we lift our hands in worship, it's a sign of surrender to a higher authority. The opposite and very different example is when police come and arrest you and they point a gun at you and you raise your hands. It's a picture of surrender. How much more should we show our surrender to God? Amen. As we raise our hand. As we raise our hands, we are saying, God, I am yielding to your will. I'm submitting to your guidance and your power and your purpose. I'm saying to God, God, I am yours. Whatever you want to do with my life, do as you please. I belong to you. Sign of surrender. Number six, we lift up our hands when we worship because we are expressing to God our alter vulnerability. God, I lift up my hands because I have nothing to hide. I lift up my hands because I come to you open-handed. I'm not concealing anything. My life is yours to search and sanctify. I'm holding nothing back. My spirit, soul, body are an open book to you. Because you see, in God's presence, we don't need to hide anything. Jesus invites us to come just as we are, no matter how broken we are. No matter how much we have missed it in our lives. God, I'm being vulnerable here today. Number seven, we raise our hands and lift up our hands when we worship. Because we are like one who needs help. As we raise our hands, we are confessing our utter dependence on God for everything. As I raise my hands, I'm saying, God, I'm crying out to you, oh God, I entrust my life to you. If you don't take hold of me, I'm going to be a mess. If you don't lift me up, I'm going to be a mess. If you don't come through for me, God, I will surely sink in the abyss of sin and death. God, I rely on you and you alone. God, you are my strength and you alone. God, I raise up my hands. Independence, I say, preserve me, God. Sustain me, God. Deliver me, God. Take me through the night, God. God. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, hold my hands. God, I surrender to you. We're expressing our dependence on God. Number eight, as we lift up our hands, it's a sign of our absolute dependence on God. I keep on making a mistake, I didn't know it's her too much, Bazalone. It's a posture of receiving. I lift up my hands when I worship because it is like one who happily and expectantly receives a gift from another. I'm saying, God, I'm raising my hands to you. I'm gratefully embracing all you want to give me. I said to God, I know God, you are the one who is looking at me. Me who is weak, you are there to make me strong. You are there to take my poverty and make me rich. You are there to take my weakness that it be swallowed up in your strength. Oh God, I embrace all you want to give me. I'm a spiritual beggar. I have nothing to offer others other than my need of all that you have for me, Jesus. So glorify yourself by satisfying me wholly with you alone. As I raise my hands, I'm assuming a posture of one who's receiving. Number nine, I lift up my hands when I worship like one who aspires to direct attention away from themselves and direct attention to the Savior. I'm raising my hands, God, because I'm pointing to you. Oh God, yours is the glory Yours is the power I don't beat my chest In self confidence I don't point at me To show people how smart I am I raise my hands to you God Because you are my savior Yours is the majesty Yours is the honor Yours is the glory Yours is the thanksgiving. Yours is all the glory. So I raise my hands to you. So I raise my hands to you. And in conclusion, I lift up my hands when I worship because I am the beloved of God. And you are the lover of my soul. Romans 8 says, The Spirit cries out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bearing witness with our spirits that we are the sons of God. One man who went to the Holy Land and sat to watch the children who were playing in water and there were many people running around there of Eastern origin. And he said the whole day, I kept hearing the kids crying out, Abba, 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 Abba. And he said, I became curious to know about this Abba thing because I know about it in Romans 8. And so I went and asked one of the people there, can you explain to me what this means? I know Abba means father. He said it means that, but it means more than that. He said, you see, in our culture, you only use the name Abba for your own biological father. Even though the word Abba means daddy or father, it is exclusively for the one who bears you. You can't call the father next door Abba. So it's an exclusive, holy, holy, Sacred name That when you mention it It speaks of connection Covenant It means the one you are addressing Their blood is flowing in your veins It means the one that you are talking to Doesn't share you with anybody else Abba But it also means The one who responds to the child who says Abba is not any of the fathers there is the specific one who hears his child Jesus says I my sheep hear my voice he says and I know them and so when Paul was writing to the church at Rome he was trying to impress on them how we know that we are God's children he says we we, we don't know by feeling We don't know by anything, but the the, the spirit in us bears witness to us. And when we cry out, we say, Abba. We say, Abba, because he's my daddy. We say, Abba, because I've got his blood, spiritual blood in my veins. We say, Abba, because I'm calling on the covenant God. I'm calling on him. Olam, Olam. I'm calling on him. And when I say Abba, something in here reverberates. And the spirit inside of me, when I say Abba, the spirit in me says, You are connected. not just about calling him God or mudim or kakalakwale it's about Abba this is a daddy who knows me the one who has given birth to me the one who brought me into the spiritual world, the one who says I am his child, the one who says he loves me, Abba father, when I pray, Abba father I raise my hands to you because I depend on you so when we raise our hands We're making a declaration. I am a child of God. I am the beloved of God. The one I'm praying to knows me by name. The one I'm praying to knows even the amount of strands on my head. The one I'm praying to says if he takes care of the birds that die, if he takes care of the field that today is green and tomorrow is God, how much more will he take care of me so I don't need to worry about my life because I know that Abba See, when you have a good father, he doesn't wait for you to ask for the shoes. He is looking at you and he knows when it's time to give you the shoes. Jesus says, Your father knows the things that you need even before you ask him. Abba! Why must we hold back when it's time to worship him? Why must we do it in a non passionate way? In a distant way, why must we be preoccupied? Why are we waiting for somebody to stir us up when we have Abba, who's our God, who knows us by name? You know what my prayer is this week. My prayer is that in today, your relationship with God will go to another level. that you will not hold back in showing your love for him and in knowing that he knows your name it doesn't matter what you have gone through the last 18 months abba is aware it doesn't matter how broken you feel abba is aware it doesn't matter how overwhelmed you feel abba is aware it doesn't matter what has confused you abba is aware and when you lift up your hands, and when you call upon Him, His Spirit in you bears witness with His Spirit that we are the children of God. Raise your voices and begin to pray to Abba and thank Him for His grace. Oh, thank Him for having kept you all these months. Lord, last year we couldn't be here. We couldn't pray like we are praying last year. We couldn't meet in this manner, God. But our lives are in your hands. Our future is in your hands. Our destiny is in your hands. You knew that we would be here today. We knew that we would be in the other sites. We knew we would be meeting 14 other places. We knew that people would be logged on, on social media. As we raise our hands to you, Abba. As we raise our hands to you, our God. We express our dependence on you. We express our love for you. We express our gratitude to you. Mayasika brusakoro de maniano. Jabaria non reparabale tesica torotia. Mama makute breca tera deste. Manzikri kalabaria colodebra sicatura dea. Mama lebodibra. bodibra. Greco toroba greca terabaco Rapa raba korode bre sokure tiana, jela manom moriatorose, mama manga bre kotorodoso, zipa raba bre doyo, mama katabro la manoma »« bre Mabakara de Crestas de Mahalaba Kuredea Rapa laba Kurebe Kottobro Stolobo Kuyabosekka Mamaria Tobro Sacra Palabakora de Balabadea Dara Rapalabacora de Kurede Krestere Mekaskatara Mashikatoro Dosso de Sikara Babara Rapa laba Dorre Sagresto Mama makute berkat terbekoto rabalabaku rebet korodeya Rabalaba debroso braso kros to kros to kros to Socorro dobro Socorro de Baba bakote, brasakaraba braba dobro soko dea, Braba dabaoro Debrebe de sakarabato, chekara bakto brasto dokro toskoto debele Manomra Rambandomreka, Brangara bragara maomre, braba Mama linenansi brakala bakorde gretesete jala bara bakora dekre krebela bakora deka braba brakala nede mamba gure degre simba ngoske Dea, deya abagregege ambongole dega rabala banganga brakala deskede manchi girebe brakala bakongo ho kaila debre. Degresto Cora de Gressa Cora de de Cotoro de de Cotoro de Socorodaca, Rabalaba Dobre, mangarebasika, Sica, Rabalaba Corodea, Gragala Manenga, Randombro Cotoro, Rabalaba Caradea, Rebalaba Mamangambo Corodea, Rabalaba dekota, Decota, Mambacurebe Yesaya soul manse Pele Chele by Doyle Mingi bigabale de Monchundo Mingitiri Aginga Hala Guje Zimanomba Ngambale dengo njinga manganga Mahli kingrengo Rengo Kumskanans Leter Ya nonchine M Gimbali de Bra Brakalamanginga Anden Bragalabaguraman Ninsenganso Rima non Dembali Nangolo Maria Dobreka Rabalaba Gogo, manga gare dags, me free for de rangaradegrokus Gnanzi day, Zinanzi day, Zinanzi day, Zimonundum Ringon Rindongsknon Cintorojina, Manga Boryako, Mingon Bukuturi Zibratelabakaradea, Grengundoro, Emondom Brosokura Dea, Bracatarabacorode Mangadi Mondombro Sakorodeya, Mangambongise, Brakatarabaka, Grinandoro Griparima Nembreso, Greka Brabala Maningo, Gambon Dembreste, Gringanomalitese, Mansi Grikaladeia, Waka Mania We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We raise up our hands in gratitude. We raise up our hands in thanksgiving. We raise up our hands, O God, thanking you for having kept us. Thanking you for having protected us. Thanking you for your grace, O God. Thanking you for carrying us through. Thanking you for guiding us through abakresikun mangle, manga bongolinde, jandalambangange, grimbarimbo dimbo, mangari dekre sikerde, brabala maningo rinoncho, nrimandumbro golo dia lodese, eggeridego, abrakalideka, mambrakaladaka, mambrakaladaka, magokor Degabaga, rebakara, rebakara, gramala maningo, ramba Great man, Cristo Robosite si porta a Frèferbedè, 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 Frafarbedè, Brafalbanaschite, Lebedè, Nonno, a Mangali, Sembra, Catara, dayanada, Zimanon, Zombron, Gombron, Golo, Dazia, Tosca, Dajilala, Azicanundo, Ciconondo, Mangondombu, Dekale, Dessia, E, La Manicolo, Tessiato, Abacale, Deste, Bangalun, Nenciolo, manonga mrangala ndengo mrangala ndongo ro bongo rendan bange rendom bongo remanung dance kamba da sketchele rabana deskele kolo zamanondo remananda bangalendential askatara dea brakaledekol madaka amangongo golo zikataala azikataala machala makure mangongolo sikala jala shalama Sor men bråkar de gälla, mäle katraka det traklas sekra Bråpar ben bråfår betekal non nonskindändole. E man non nonsondo, Ranchel beteckli nonskna. Gimani afu deke, mansi tel men insli e non so e non bagirnele e sgunonciol e mangomondi le dea manbracala dea rebele batu le dea grestokura dea angangra gada brangale nangogo Nongo, Rambala you kept us, O oh God, you kept us, O oh God. You protected us, O oh God. We do remember our loved ones who have gone on to glory, God. We know that they are resting in your presence. We pray that you'll comfort us. We pray that you'll strengthen us. We pray, God, that you will heal us. We pray that you will make up the hedge around us. We pray that you will fill us up where there are gaps. We pray, God, that we will rise up in new strength, in new power. We will rise up Ha tesket la fra far manaca le day ngibaria fu prostele stella fof e ba nin sin day e gila mali a cotorde carma haliketale e ba konon sin tele de yo non cholo no ma mama dega Raba dega, Rabalabadura dega, Mangra laba gure, de Greco kore degre rebarabako, repakade, mangganggalenta, grangganggalenta, karama lepa, mamaliteku, brakade daka, raba gode, lakaladaila, aila gorde, gorde gorde, mrambandonggalamanin e jelele, email godoske, mangombranggaloteske de. Mabro socorro dele. Oh, bagoya seca. Bagoya seca. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you Jesus. I want to lead you. I want to lead you in a series of prayers. Please remain standing. I want to pray for you and I want to pray with you at this time for the different areas in our lives. I believe that our God in these three days will effectively undo in our lives the effects of the period that we come from. As we start today in showing how much we adore him, and how much we worship him, in our hands assuming that posture as an expression of our hearts to Him. I hear the Lord say that the different areas in our lives. And so I'm going to lead you in a series of prayers as you stand. And as I pray for you, as I begin to pray in the Spirit, you join me. Now, because of the protocols, we can't lay hands. But the Spirit is not bound the spirit is not under lockdown (laughs) hallelujah and so where you are i ask you to receive from the lord some of you burdens are going to lift up tonight god's gonna shake off things in your life and so Sorry, Can I just have some, 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 And so, as I pray with you, as I pray with you, I'm going to ask you just to receive from the Lord. It's a sign of surrender. Lord, I pray for your children in terms of their spiritual life. That though some may have found themselves in a situation where they didn't know how to respond when they prayed for loved ones and those loved ones passed on. They prayed that they will not get retrenched but they got retrenched. They prayed that they won't get sick but they did get sick and at a point they felt a sense of disillusionment almost like God you tricked me into this I'm not sure if you are real. But God, those were just our emotions as frail human beings. When we come to that point in our lives where we have more questions than answers, it just reveals how vulnerable we are, how limited we are. We can only know so much And we can only know about now and today. We don't know much about tomorrow. We don't know much about the unseen world. And this is my prayer. May the power of your Holy Spirit reach to your children now. Abba Father. Assure them in their hearts.
1: That you love them.
0: That they belong to you. I break the spirit of disillusionment. Disappointment. I break that spirit now. Where even people were pushed to the verge of walking away from you. God, I say no. They are not alone. You are there with them. And even as I pray, even as we raise our hands to you, we say we depend on you. We depend on you. We depend on you. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost for a while. Semra Debra
1: Sakar so Nation, I give myself away. My little Sakar de Breco de
0: Brejeman Ambrek Teradere, Munain Simbrek de Bra Renew us, God. Gris Sakur de Gaman, Gris, can hear you. Sekama Nimro Sukur Nama Jesus. ayen men Semba Helekisialo. My Shilimrehel Manembok or Edisia, Frafer, but they held the dossier no, Fopa. A le de Vriven, Manok or Secario Sukur de Stoloda. Oh. O premanisifé par les deux canon chez pré allé no Jamane galenonse bo desia tomal che la vraie money Oh garbede grede non dombangore bangore ya sokosi ya mahala de anon cholodoy Oh ngobro sokore de ya mokorde bosika manande le dele de le dele de dele Braquer nengu munisque mandingus kunun sa cocholo nens interiajo. Vrimanu hufifa prakanun sepre le monde. Mainikus kamanis te le heliosiponintulidi. Briefur ponesil teskena magalidia de doge. Dimalidi fra ferme na hayun sopre le nensalabakayo note. Yakar de vrabalabakure bast le Rakoskmo fu propol tisi akuma au tisi re bahama ye tisi re mahai le bayo nasi ya ma mahama kuba babo telebo. Holebote. bole botay bole botay bole boti farne ame ukabu kusika ba kide le ba ya ba Yaman skat makaila gadole. Oh, come on, innocent. Gengo mo le Ramango kuturizika turidia Disile makaila katas ketera dashle lele. E sakuri na mangon dembare nengare Ayisika bakute la manila Ramani kataroba sika rama ridabuta tunchele bahaile. Tara Bamaba Brahmanamon Sungununusukoro de Bede. Oh Gesyado, you who is able to keep us from falling. You who is able to hold us. You who is able to uphold us. You, who through the word of your power, you are able to build us up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That when our faith was weak, you reached out your hand and you held us. Thank you. Thank you. That when we felt disillusioned, you reached out with your power and you filled us. Oh, Rabba Obama. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That when we wanted to walk. Walk away from you. You reached out your hands.
1: And you loved us oh God. Jesus. My life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself. I give myself to you. My life is not my own. To you, I belong. I give myself, I give myself, I give myself.
2: Give myself away, so you can use me, give myself away, give myself away.
1: Raise your hands and just worship him. Madre sacare, madre socorro, dimmi. Male n'embre fervale. Che la <laughs> Maria la mu. Me nidi diano mamma lo serve. C'nder ben ammen ben bambaria
2: torri.
1: den serve. I'm more than ning Give myself away mam bam bam poca va che preco tre che da
0: ma se tre non sembre li dice di va
2: che
0: anamme men ski ma pracade e non scord mangi ndricarde vre verbe da carmena manga man sicche ngongo horga ma che non si attola oh cabai le segre Jesus,
1: here I am to
2: worship. Here I am.
0: Let me pray for your health. Just put your hands on your head, everybody. Thank you for your healing power upon these, your children. From the top of their heads to the soles of their feet, every disease and every malady from the enemy, every form of a malfunction, every infection, every condition, sickness and disease, I break your power. Pray that you strengthen these bodies, these temples of the Holy Spirit. Strong to do the will of God. Strong to work for you. Strong, oh God. Strong, oh God. To the glory of your name, we give you praise.
1: Jesus. I am the Lord, that He left I am the Lord, your healer, I said my word,
2: and healed your disease.
1: Make it personal. Say, You are the Lord. You You are the Lord. That healeth me. That healeth
0: me. You are the Lord, my healer. You
2: are the Lord,
1: my healer. You sent your word and healed my disease.
2: Your word healed my disease.
1: Healed my disease. You are the Lord
2: my
0: And now Lord, I pray for the financial well-being of your children right now in the name of Jesus. People who have suffered retrenchment, loss of livelihoods, people who have been taken away from their jobs who've lost deals businesses that have come to a halt to a total stop I pray for a renewal, a refreshing a new life I pray for visions that have died visions that have been put on the shelf I pray for life that has been put on lockdown I release you right now in the name of Jesus let vision shine again Let strength come again. Let the Holy Spirit speak again. Let favor flow again. Let doors open again. Let it open on a new day, on a new season, in a new way, Oh God. I declare it so in the name of Jesus. I pray for family relationships. I pray for homes that have been shaken, homes that have been broken. Homes that have lost loved ones. Where pillars of the family are no longer there. I pray God you become the husband to the widow. You become the wife to the husband. I pray that you become the parent to the destitute children. I pray that you become all the provider and all. I pray oh God. Abba Father. Show yourself real. In that home, in that family. Be a father to them. Be everything to them. Most of all, Father, I pray for the restoration of people's spirituality. That those who had lost their spiritual edge, that once more, you will recalibrate them. That we draw our strength from our knowledge of you. And we draw our strength from our love for you. And we give you praise. Raise your hands to God and just say, say with me, Heavenly Father, thank you for who you are. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Give him a big hand of praise today. Come on, a powerful hand of praise. Come on, Zion, shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph. Use those hands to thank him. Use those hands to bless him. He's worthy.
2: He's worthy. He's worthy. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. 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 May the presence of God as a canopy of glory may it come upon your life. My prayer is that as you leave here, when you get home, they'll look at you and they'll realize there's something different about you. Oh, Jesus! When you go to work tomorrow, when you go to school, wherever, someone's gonna ask you. They'll think it's your haircut. They'll think it's the new makeup. They'll think it's the new attire. But I see the glory of the Lord. Said I see the glory of the Lord. I said I see the glory of the Lord upon your life. Let the glory of the Lord arise on you Zion. Let it arise and defeat everything that has kept us back. Glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.